welcome to the Anonymous Andrew Podcast. Life and the choices we make, the choices other people make. This podcast explores all things as they relate to dating and romantic relationships. Why we ignore or choose to ignore or miss the red flags. Red flags like gaslighting, cheating, lying, narcissistic behavior, deception, addiction, and so much more. Join me each week as we continue my journey into the modern dating world with my weekend rants, anonymous guest dating stories, and experts who share their wisdom so we can better navigate the dating terrain. If you are new to the show or have been with me from the beginning, hold on tight. The Anonymous Andrew Experience. Greetings, Anonymous Andrew with you. Life and the choices we make. So, you might be expecting my weekend rant because it is the weekend. However, I am bringing to you today, well, let me start by saying I have, I'm backed up on recordings. I have done many recordings last year, especially during the summer and towards the end of the summer, I did many recordings and I have not had the time to air them. Um, There's only so many episodes you can release a week. And uh, anyway, today you're not going to hear a rant. Today you're going to hear an interview with Dr. Juan Santos. And Dr. Juan Santos is a dating coach. And I just want you to keep in mind that this was recorded, um, today is January 20-something, I forget, I don't know, 20th, January 20th. So this was recorded September or October of 2023. So some of the things you might hear me say that I say are outdated about where I am in my recovery, uh, my journey, I should say. So just keep that in mind because you might hear something that contradicts something I said like a week ago. (laughs) So, okay. This episode, Dr. Juan Santos, uh, enjoy this. And next week we'll resume the Twin Flames universe investigation. I have lined up several episodes, um, including somebody who's going to come on and talk to us. And they have some inside information on TFU. I would like to thank two support groups on Facebook. Um, And I'll mention them at the end of the podcast. I just want to get to the interview now. So um, I do Dr. Juan Santos justice. Enjoy the interview and we'll talk to you on the other side. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Anonymous Andrew Podcast, Life and the Choices We Make. This evening, I have a guest, and his name is Dr. Juan Santos. Good evening, Dr. Santos. Good evening, Andrew. Thanks for having me, man. My pleasure. Thanks for coming on. Dr. Santos specializes in helping people to build relationships with themselves and others. And I invited Dr. Santos on because 
I struggle with exactly that. Um, and more specifically, in choosing the right people, uh, as my audience knows, I'm, go I'm, I'm almost a year now post-breakup. I am on the dating scene, but I'm still struggling. Um, doctor, tell us a little bit about yourself and your practice, and, and then we'll take it from there. Yeah, yeah. You know, again, Andrew, appreciate you having me on here. I'm excited to dive, you know, dive in here as deep as we can get. Um, my name We're going to go, <laughs> go, 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 go deep. We're going to go deep. My name is uh, Dr. Juan Santos, um, Spanish descent, born in Dominican Republic. So it's way down south, share supporter with Haiti. I've been here in the States, uh, particular North Carolina, um, the, the majority of my life, all the way from uh, mid-childhood through adulthood. I, um, I'm a practitioner by trade in the mental health area. So working with uh, patients all the way from anxiety, depression, and so forth. Um, also do a lot of coaching on an international level where I work with individuals focused heavily on my cup of tea, uh, which is relationships. And in particular, relationships focused on that, that mirror, right? The reflection is you being able to build a healthy relationship with yourself, right? Loving yourself, building yourself up and growing into what we call that best version. And then while doing that, I support individuals and in building healthy relationships with those in their lives. That's your neighbor, your parents, significant other. And this conversation, Andrew, I'm excited about um, a large majority of the clients that I work with it's focused on dating, especially now. I think we're, we're in this era of dating apps. You pick up your phone and you're swiping and you're hoping for the best, right? But, but sometimes things don't work out in that way. So I'm, I'm ready. I'm eager. Let's see where we take this. All right. And, and he's giggling or laughing because I'm shaking my head up and down. Like it's, it's a mess out there. Uh, I, I'm currently on, I think, three or four dating apps, and that's just the ones I subscribe to. I'm on another six that I that I was on, but I let expire. It's and it it's a mess. It really is. And I, I and I do have a couple of women that I'm talking to, and one I'm dating. Um, all right, but and my audience loves this and I'm open and honest and vulnerable. I'm still struggling with this whole concept. So we have this new world that we're living in. All right. So mm -hmm. number one is post COVID and, and yeah. that changes the landscape right there because just two years ago, we were told stay six feet apart. Yep. Don't, yep. you know, no touch, wash your hands. All, all the lockdown. It, it was, you know, and that, that traumatized us not just America, but the globally, it traumatized mm -hmm. us. And now all of a sudden the, the gates open up and say, all right, now you can go back out and play now. <laughs> Rush in. Yeah. And uh, so that's just one factor, but then you break it down into a more personal level where somebody like myself and anybody else listening and, and some of your patients, I'm sure where they just came out of a, a horrible traumatic infidelity relationship where they were hurt badly mm -hmm. and and now i feel the urge because of loneliness and and the fact that i would just like to share my life with somebody i want to get back out and start dating yeah. and yet i find it i'm struggling with that any thoughts on that yeah you know and it's i'll share with you it's not 
it's not just an individual struggle where, you know, you're, you're the, and sometimes it's, it's helpful for us to hear that, Hey, I'm not the only one going through this. Right. If, if I did an assessment and all the clients that I coach focused on dating and, and typically it's men that I work with, the majority are coming in and sharing a lot of that, sharing that COVID came in and threw a curveball. Yep. Sharing that they're wanting to get back out there, but there's a struggle. Here's one fun area I start with. And, and guys, a lot of time relate to this. Imagine playing whatever sport you're into without the rule book, right? You're getting out there on the soccer field, but you're putting 20 players out there versus a specific number that's supposed to be out there, right? You're playing football, but you got two guys and your other team's got you know, the number they need. So what that means, Andrew, is before dating, really think about what's your rule book, right? Why are you getting out there? What are you looking for? What hole are you trying to fill? And are you, do you have the equipment to fill that hole? I don't. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be straight up honest. I don't know if I... This is all new territory for me. Yeah, because yeah. As I explained to you before we recorded, and my audience knows, I was a serial relationship guy. If one relationship ended, I didn't wait more than a month or two, mm -hmm. and I was right back out there. And I don't mean dating. I didn't date. The first woman I met, I courted, got into a relationship, but that it was not sustainable. I couldn't yeah. keep her for a year. The last one was maybe two and a half years almost one before that was 18 months one before that was one year it's they're not i can't sustain a relationship and i will take some responsibility accountability because mm -hmm. i know i'm not perfect um i think i'm choosing the wrong women or uh and i didn't mention this to you before i have the superman complex where i find women who are in distress they have mm -hmm. either issues or baggage or trauma in their background and they i they gravitate towards me yeah. and i and i choose choose them and i think i can fix them and uh this past year i've been single for it's gonna in about 20 days or so it'll be officially one year since i've been single from the time of this recording by the time the audience hears this it will be over a year and i don't know I, I've been on a few yeah. dates and, and I'm, I'm, but I'm lost. Yeah. Yeah. The, you know, I, I think you're pointing a lot of the items that many of us really struggle with and is going into that dating game and we're struggling and you, you pulled out really strong indicators, right? You pulled out the Superman complex, you pulled out um, going in there and maybe finding women that are in distress. So sometimes when we know those things, it's important for us to look at them and go, I'm going to run in the opposite direction of this. I think within that layer, though, what's helpful is to look at what, like, what is a healthy relationship, right? So when you think about a healthy relationship, and it's a consensus across most books when they highlight the definition of one, it's two people that have autonomy. Autonomy means that they can handle their own shit. They can take care of themselves. That if something happens to you, yes, they're going to go through grief which is a natural process, but they're going to be able to keep moving forward, which is what you would want for them if something did happen to you, right? So you look at, okay, that's part of a healthy relationship. Two people who are independent, have autonomy, and they're choosing to be with each other to not take away value from one another, but to add value. 
And, and that's a pause. So then we pause there and we go, am I ready for that? Like, am I ready to go into a relationship with the other person? They don't need me in some of those other ways. Like they're able to, they're self-sustainable. They're able to take care of themselves. They're able to go to work, to, to make money, to do all of these things. And that's a positive. They're able to do all of, all of those things. However, if we go into the relationship and our mindset is, I notice that I'm attracting people that are not self-sustainable. That if I did, let's say, pass away, that there, there's no way they're going to make it. Right? Those could be potential red flags on the relationship, but also on an individual level. And when it comes to dating, about 60% of the work, if not more, is not really focused on the other person you're going to date. It's focused on you and you being able to show up to the plate before batting with the equipment, the knowledge, and the tools needed. That's, that's correct. And I agree 100%. But, and I guess I have to keep it in the eye. I, I don't show up to the plate with the bat. I, I just show up. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm just trying to get, try, trying to think of an example. Um, this, this, by the way, this last relationship was during COVID and, it, mm -hmm. and I met her online and it was smack in the first year of COVID. And somehow we, we navigated around all that. And I think both she was just coming out of a, a bad marriage and I was coming out of a, a recent breakup and there was this lockdown in place. And but I, I think the two of us were just looking for connection to be with somebody. And I didn't go in with my eyes open. I had blind. You know, I, I, you hear yeah. this term love is blind. <laughs> and, and now I understand truly what that means because sometimes you you go into a relationship mm -hmm. or maybe not even the relation maybe just a dating scenario and you're you're blind you you're, you're not looking for the red flags you're not you're 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 just in my case i'm just so happy to be out with somebody having a great time and you, 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 the blinders are on and, and you're not looking yeah. deep into that person and, and say, Oh, there, there's an issue. And there's, yeah. and, 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 and I really don't want to do this to my audience, but my last relationship, I did see the red flags early on. This woman sat on my couch and gave me this trauma. We trauma bonded and that's a no, no. And, yep, that's a and no -no. I, yeah, but it was COVID and we we were together and we were spending this time together and we were basically locked down for the first six months. I almost felt like, on top of the fact that she was gorgeous, I, I almost felt like I didn't, if I didn't have her, who else am I going to be with? So I went with it. Anyway, you get the idea. But now yeah. that, that's not the case now. The case now is that I'm single and I, and I am, I, you talked about, being able to, I think you said, sustain ourselves. Like, so I have a job, I have a home, I have a car, I have a life. I, I, um, yep. I'm it's important though, there too, to also look at there's the things that we have, and, th and this goes into dating. There's also cognition, right? So there's, there's an, a term called cognitive distortions, as an example. And what it, what it basically means is different thinking errors. So here, I'm gonna give you an example of one. 
I wake up in the morning, it's 8 a.m. And I have a fresh cup of coffee and I'm drinking it, sipping on it. And a little bit spills on my shirt. And I go, fuck, my whole day is ruined, right? It's 8 a.m., two ounces of coffee's on my shirt. The whole damn day is ruined. Yeah. And I have the option now to hold that belief and walk with my head down, my shoulders down, irritable the entire day. And that's a thinking error. So when it comes to dating, one area that we often struggle with is we may think that, well, I got a job, I've got this, I've got that. So I'm ready for this. We also want to explore our thoughts. And I'm going to pull this one out because the one that you shared, it's a common one. And again, it's important to know that we're not alone on this. A common one that a lot of individuals who are dating often share with me. And it's where they'll mention something around the block of, if I don't have this person, what else do I have? Right? So you think about that. And imagine this, Andrew. One partner goes up to the other and they're dating. And they go, hey, I'm going to tell you something. If I don't have you, I don't have anything else. What else do I have? Is that okay for you to live with that? And I bet most people are going to be like, no, I don't want that weight on me. I don't want to carry that. That's heavy. Right? And and those they're silent to us, those thoughts. But they weigh so much and they're impactful when it comes to dating. I think the other area when it comes to uh, dating, and this goes back into the example I shared with you of knowing the rules of a game, is people date for many reasons. Some friends with benefits. Some are going in there to maybe recover, whatever it may be. It's important that when a person gets on a dating app or they're dating somebody else, and I think the author of Seven Habits of Highly Effective People mentioned this habit. It's called the end in mind. So it's where you focus on what is the end result. So here, if you're dating and you're coming out of, let's say, a bad relationship or something like that, and the other person is coming out of a bad one, it's not to say that you can't date, but it could be very effective for each of you to share what is the game plan here? Like, is the game plan for us to provide company to each other, to provide a space, knowing that we're both coming out of a huge relationship, a breakup, knowing that we're vulnerable and we're hurt. So now there's rules to this game that we're playing and there's healthy expectations. And those expectations could be that more than likely we're probably going to be friends in this space. We're going to fill some sort of holes. Maybe we're going to try certain things out, but this relationship may not be the one that's going to be permanent. And as it reaches a necessary end, we accept it because we know that end result before even approaching dating. Okay, I'm going to throw you, you're using sports as an analogy in a couple of your talks. So I'm going to use a curveball. I'm going to throw a curveball at you. This whole past year, through my sponsor, through my therapist, through a support uh, a support group that I attend, um, and through my close friends, they have all said to me, besides taking the year off, they say, we know you, Andrew. We know that the first woman you meet, you're going to fall in love with and, and you're going to jump into a relationship. Why don't you try to date multiple women? And I've also been told that by some previous guests that come on who also know my story. They say, don't date one woman, date multiple women at the same time. So because, number one, that's a foreign concept to me because I never did that. Uh, I can remember when I got married, when I was, God, I got married 25 and 
I, I just graduated college and I, I started a job and I met my wife at the job, dated her for two months and we were married a year and a half later. You know, so this whole idea of dating multiple women at the same time yeah. is, is, is not, I don't know what that even looks like. And, and I think I'm fearful of that. And, and I'm going to say something that <laughs> there's something that I, 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 I probably shouldn't have done <clears throat> some of the women that I am dating and I put on my profile that on my dating app that I'm a podcaster. So naturally they're going to ask me what my podcast is about. And naturally I gave them the name of the podcast, which was not smart because then I can't come on and talk about my dates mm -hmm. if, because they're going to hear that. I am, I am literally afraid. So I'm talking to a couple of women on some of the apps I've dated. I'm on dating. I am actively dating one or two of them. But I am so nervous and, and I have anxiety about moving forward to the second date. You know, I've gone on the first date. We had a great time. And I'm nervous about the second date because I I know myself. I know how I think. And I know what I've been warned about. That if I focus on one person, even two people, I, I, I think if, if I, let's say I date three women in the next month mm -hmm. and one of them I really like. I'm now going to have to make a choice and let the other two women know yeah. that I'm no longer interested. And all of that again is foreign to me. And I feel anxiety over that. I almost feel like saying it's just not worth it. I, I mm. don't know. You know? Yeah, that is, that is a curveball, And it sounds like you've got a team around you. Um, so, you know, from, from my end, I don't want to step in anybody's toes there. No. I can I can hit it from a I can hit this curveball <laughs> from a different direction. Right, Please. I'll be King Griffey Jr. up there and hit and hit it uh, to to the opposite side. Now, it's when when we're looking at dating and we're getting out there or we've been out there. One area and I think this connects to this process that you're going through um, is learning to build a relationship with yourself. Right. And we see that all over in social media, like love yourself, build a relationship with yourself. And what that means in this dating space is that you show up to date and to build a relationship. You show up to give, not to take. Right. But to do that, you have to go through a process. You have to go through a process of learning who you are, accepting yourself, loving yourself. There was that movie with like Julia Roberts, Eat, Pray, Love. A lot of what she did in that movie was like self-discovery, getting to know yourself. So when when you're sharing, Andrew, like what many of us are sharing, that we're jumping into a relationship, you know, I'm curious of the question of, have you, A, dated yourself for a long enough time to fill some of those gaps? And then B, and this is something that we can, we can all do, we can all benefit from dating ourselves. And then B is, we can all benefit from figuring out what exactly am I falling in love with? Right. So if you're going to date all of these different people, what exactly am I falling in love with? And, and I'm going to follow that up with what am I looking for? Yeah. So exactly. You go, what, what am I looking for? And are you aware of that? Well, and, and here, and this goes back to, I don't, think that I go out dating with the intent of knowing what I'm looking for, but I know 
when I find it. And and in my case, if I find that damsel in distress, yeah, you know, we go on a date and I hear about her trauma or her last relationship or or my daddy beat me or my daddy abandoned me. Mm-hmm. Or I'm just giving an example. There's not, yeah. not, not anybody I'm dating right now, but it has happened. I I spring into action like oh I'm here to rescue you yeah. <laughs> you know that's yeah. not good that's not good um you 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 mentioned something that only one other guest mentioned in in season one and that was dating yourself explain what that is yeah so dating yourself it's it's a, it's a big area and it's one where I get a lot of resistance from the clients that I coach. Right. Because they're like, what the hell does that even mean? <laughs> it's exactly what I'm asking. Exactly. Right. So you go into one way to look at it is you're going out there and you're dating. So then I would sit down with a person and go, what are you looking for? And they go, well, maybe I'm looking for somebody that treats me with kindness. I go, well, you know what? For the next 30 days, I want you to date yourself and treat yourself with kindness. Learn how to give yourself that. Learn how to receive it. What else are you looking for? Well, hell, I'm looking for somebody that will do things with me like go to the movies and this and that i go great for the next 30 days i want you to do things with yourself i want you to take yourself out to the movies and what happens is you become very uncomfortable you become very resistant to it but also you become very independent independency right that term is extremely important in relationships to make them healthy right because when we first started you mentioned the term codependency yeah so we want to run away from that thing and to run away from it we develop it's counterpart, right? Being independent, having autonomy, holding your own space. Dating yourself, Andrew, is also getting to know yourself. So being able to look at, you, you mentioned you go in relationships and there's not necessarily a game plan. Well, more than likely, you probably don't go into other areas of life like that, right? We, like we don't take a job and we don't, we don't, we don't care to ask how much am I going to get paid or when do you need me to come in? Like we ask all of those questions, right? You go get your car filled up. And if somebody fills it up for you, we, we, we have some questions. Well, how much, what do I owe you? Right? So in many aspects of life, we don't just go with the flow. We get all of the details in order to make an educated and a wise decision. So here dating yourself means that we figure out why do I do that here in this category of my life? And that could lead to digging up childhood experiences, past relationships, and so forth, right? So it, it, it goes pretty deep, but it's, it's, it's a really pivotal area. I, I find it to create a lot of success in the individuals that I work with. When they spend time there, they see the benefit uh, within their uh, future relationships. Okay, I'm going to ask you a question that I think might be a part B or, or in parallel with dating yourself. So I understood your whole concept. And, and, and I explained to my audience early in the summer that the past three summers, I went to the beach with this ex-girlfriend every weekend. And this year, I'm a beach guy. And this year I was, I had anxiety about going to the beach and everybody said to me, well, just because I didn't have anybody to go to the beach with, mm-hmm. they said, go, go down by yourself. Then grab a yeah. chair, grab a book, grab I'm a podcaster, grip, bring your yeah. earbuds and listen to a podcast. I did that. I finally forced myself to do that. There you go. Um, go going to the movies, I, I would do. I, I just, mm-hmm. in my mind, going out and spending 30 bucks on a movie when I have 
I'm I'm paying eighty dollars a month in streaming. I could watch mm-hmm. any movie at home. <laughs> yeah, I, fact, I just watched one right now. But I get the idea of going, maybe yeah. just going to the theater by yourself. But yeah. here's the question I'm asking. I uh, I used to never treat myself to anything. Um I'll give you an example. I'm 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 a tech guy. I mean I my job is in the IT world. Mm-hmm. Um so I, I will buy the latest iPhone when it comes out. Um, I have a brand new Mac because it I need up-to-date up technology and things like that. But the little things, like my first year of the relationship I just came out of, I didn't, I didn't have an Apple Watch, and she did. And she said to me, "Why you're a tech guy. Why wouldn't you have an Apple Watch? And I just said, I don't know. That's just not something I would spend on myself. Well, she bought it for me for Christmas. So... Mm-hmm. buying your is is treating yourself to things that you normally i, I normally never spent anything I, I i buy the things that i need to sustain a lifestyle you know uh, yeah. whatever whatever you would find around your house and make sure the car is maintained and and uh, my hygiene i'm also very healthy i eat very i'll give you an example i i i, I have a couple of issues with L, my cholesterol and uh, A1C. So I'm on this real strict diet. I was at the supermarket today and I I'm, I got tired of buying vegetables, fish, and fruit. Vegetables, fish, and fruit every single week. And I, 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 I don't know where it came from, but I found myself in the ice cream aisle and I used to be a big ice cream guy, but that's what shot up my sugar and my LDL. Mm-hmm. I bought myself two quarts of Haagen-Dazs today. I'm sorry, two pints. And that's so out of my norm. I haven't had ice cream. Well, I did have ice cream once over the summer, but it was on, on the boardwalk. Is something like that, taking yeah. care of things like that, yeah, so I think you're you're hitting it from two different angles, and and there's a bit of separation from them. So it sounds like in a lot of ways you've treated yourself, and it sounds like in a lot of ways you're okay living a certain lifestyle. Like you may be okay not having the newest watch. Um, so there's there's that category that's a little bit separate, and then there's the area of a relationship and how getting to know yourself and treating yourself can impact the relationships. I'll give you an example. I was recently working with. Um, uh, a, a gentleman um, will put the age range between 40 to 50 and the individual um, worked very hard in his life. So they were very well off. And they noticed that they're at they this dating uh, sequence, uh, a, a dating history. If we, we looked at where they would go in and they would splurge and, and buy the individual things. Right. And we look at him and go, that's, that's nice. Right. You're, so you're, you're buying this one, that and you're buying that one, you know, something else really nice. And he was curious. He's like, well, none of these relationships are working. And I'm doing, you know, what I see on TV and what I see everywhere where you take care of the other person and you treat them like a, like a princess and, and so mm-hmm. forth, right? So there's some of the language there too with, with the age um, as far as treating them with, as a princess. So then I shared with him, I said, you know, it sounds like in a way you are running in this relationship. You're treating it like a sprint versus a marathon. And sometimes what can take place is that if you go on maybe one date or, or two or three dates and already you are choosing to pay for every meal or you are splurging and purchasing all of these items for them, it may impact empowerment, 
right? So empowerment connects to you being able to do things for yourself. But if you feel that someone's always saving you, it removes that component. The other category is that we, with a healthy relationship, and we often see this one in really unhealthy relationships, and it's where something really bad happens. Like maybe one person cheats on the other. And then to amend, that person says, you know what, I'm going to take you to uh, uh, a vacation, right? Take you on a cruise or something. So it's this huge event. So when we learn to treat ourselves, Andrew, it teaches us the process of it. You know, like, you know what, today I worked really hard. I got up at 5 a.m. I went to work. I put eight hours. I'm going to go get myself those shoes that I've been saving $5 for six months for. Yeah. Right. So then you use it in there versus, you know, you get up and you're like, I didn't do anything, but I'm going to spend money that I don't have. Now I'm in debt. Right. So there's those two huge differences there. I'm hoping that made sense in that space of dating. Yeah. No, it does. It does. Um, okay. So, wow. All right. So I, I, I've, I've accomplished some of the dating myself things over the summer. I have done many things this summer that I normally would want a companion to do bicycling. Like I said, going to the beach, um, going on walks. I, I, I did them. I, I, I was asked, told by my support group that you need to go out and do these things by yourself because i always say that i don't have anybody to take a walk with i want to take a bike ride with somebody and they said why can't you take yourself so i did all that stuff okay awesome yeah all right so now now i'm in now i'm ready to date and and i am dating um but i have this fear of like we spoke about before of um it's just a foreign concept to me of, of going on multiple dates. And I, I I have a fear of dating. I think that's what it comes down to and because I just it don't know what that looks like in my world. I have never done that. Yeah. The, well, um, I cut you off there. Keep going. No, no. I, I'm, yeah. I'm looking for an answer or guidance as, yeah. as to... How to so, move forward with that? Yeah, and again, not 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 alone here. Right? This is a, a common area that many individuals that are in the dating space have. So you, you can hit it from different angles. One is you look at what, how is this fear born? Right? If the fear now is a plant in your house, at some point it was a small plant and then a, then a seed, and you look at all right, where did this where did this come from? And often when working with different uh, individuals in the dating space is rejection. It's failed relationships, right? Shit's not going in the right direction. Next thing you're going, you're 28, you're 30, you're 40, you're 50, and the years keep going and you find yourself not in this life that you thought you would have had. And that reality, it, it, it could hurt, right? To the pain that it's suffocating. Yeah, yeah. And the antidote to fear is action, right? So we, we keep that area really mindful. We go, okay, the antidote to fear is action. So that means I have to do something. And then we go, what, 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 like, what is that thing that I need to do? And it's helpful to work backwards. It's helpful to pull out some of those terms and think about, okay, I'm fearful of rejection. I'm fearful that I'm going to end up alone. So then from there, you have the, the, the power in you to rewrite this whole game that you're doing. Right. Right. The game, we're going to use the word term game, and we're going to call it dating. And it does not have to be that you're dating someone 
for this person to be your forever person. Okay. Right. We just throw the whole term out. We're not, we're not even dating. You're trying to get to know someone for a certain amount of dates to see if this could be a friend. But before you make a friend, you need to figure out, are you a good friend? And how does a friend need to show up in your life? Uh, okay. Right. So then that could bring us to a whole conversation of boundaries, you know, getting to know those. Okay. Something just popped into my head in the dating app world. Mm-hmm. It, it could literally take, I'll again, talk about my experience, a week of swiping and I like you, I like you, I like you. Oop, we matched, we matched. And then there's this back and forth texting for a day. And sometimes they ghost you. Sometimes they, it could be two weeks before mm-hmm. you actually get a phone call from somebody. And then you finally say, Hey, let's go on a date." So the point is going, let's say from no dates to having a date could be three weeks. And then I get that date and I go on that date. And now I'm afraid to go on date number two. And I'm seeing yeah. somebody right now and she has already reached out to me two times and asked me for a second date. One of them didn't work out for, it, it just didn't work out. But the second one I turned down and I made it, I, I didn't make up an excuse. I actually had a podcast interview and it was a last minute thing. But the point I'm getting at is that I I, I think I'm self-sabotaging my dating life. Mm. This this may not fit here. Um, I had I had somebody I worked with, and they shared very similar words. So then I asked them, "Are you are you are you afraid that you are going to sabotage this process?" I think I I think I'm I'm afraid I'm going to choose one of two things: either I'm going to fall for that person quickly like because that's my mo Mm -hmm. i fall for them quickly and that's why they tell me to date multiple women because you can't fall for three women at the same time i mean i guess you could but it would Mm -hmm. be irrational um but i'm i'm also just afraid to commit or 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 that it will become a uh, that's no let me take that back i'm afraid to get into a relationship too quickly and i think that again 63 and i've been doing this so let's say i started dating in my what late teens so that's 40 35 mm-hmm. years of doing the same thing i have to break this habit this, this this cycle that i'm in and yeah you're asking an old dog to do new, <laughs> new tricks <laughs> you know yeah but look, you 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 answered it in an interesting way. That's the same answer that I got from the other individual. And what I shared with them is uh, can, can be tough to receive. But if, if the answer is that you're more afraid of yourself than of the other person, then that takes you right back to that position of, I got to get back into getting to know myself and to date myself. And, you know, sometimes we can look at our history and go, I've been dating for 30 years, 40 years. Well, you know, that's, that's good. That means you've got a lot of experience, but if you dig deep in there and, you know, you comb it, right. Find, find comb it. If that's the way that you say that, that may mean that you've been doing something for 30 or 40 years 
that has created the result you see in front of you, right? And that, that you're right, it's, it's tough to, to learn a new trick. But that also means that if you keep playing the game with the same rules that you've been playing it, the game's not going to change. Yeah. And, the, and one thing did change, and, and we didn't talk about it, and the audience knows about it, but I don't think they're taking it into account. Also, there's sobriety involved here. So prior to my getting yeah, sober. Wonderful. Eight, yeah, pri thank you. Prior to wonderful, prior to my eight years of sobriety, there was a lot of drinking and drugs involved. And yeah. that is a completely a game changer. Yeah, completely different playing field. So um, I, I would seek out other alcoholics or drug addicts and, and they would become my, my not only my romantic partner, but my drug and alcohol buddies. But in, in the world of sobriety, it's a whole different world. Yeah. Uh, so but the good news is, is that I have eight years of sobriety years. And, and, and I'm comfortable not drinking and being in my own skin as opposed to somebody who was maybe one or two years sober. So, all right, doc, um, you, anything you want to tell us about your practice or, or any less, any, anything you want to add to this conversation to. Yeah. Yeah. Not, um, not just help me, but maybe help somebody in the audience. I, I've, I've, I've enjoyed it. Um, I'm hoping it's helpful to everybody in the audience. Uh, I, I wanted to mention one other one. We, we talked about this earlier and it's when we're dating and a lot of people do this, they'll date and you kind of just, you know, I think you use the word love is blind. It's like blind, right? Your, your, your eyes are covered and you're just going in there to see what happens. And one of the issues with that is we rarely do that in life, right? Mm -hmm. Like we, we don't drive with our eyes closed no. and, and see what happens. And you can think about every other space of your life, like work, all these other places. And you go, do I do that? And it's rare that you're going to do it. No. So the risk in that is um, the happy hormones, right? The happy chemicals, your your dopamine, your endorphin, um, and, and uh, serotonin and so forth. So in a very basic way to look at that is if you go into dating, I see a lot of guys do this, they'll go into dating and there's not really game plan. There's not a game plan, which is error number one. Um, it just increases the likelihood that there's going to be a risk. And then they go in and they're dating and they're going off of the feelings Right. Feelings are not always correct. No. Right. Feelings, they're not always the best judge to, to lead us in a certain direction. And, you know, movies give us such a wonderful picture of that where we'll see someone maybe being manipulated by somebody else. But there's like these positive feelings we're throwing into it. So we, we want to have like our emotional intelligence that guides us into have a game plan before you go into dating so that you're aware of how these feelings are showing up. Um, I, I wanted to, to mention that one. I thought, I thought that was a, yeah. um, a interesting point that you put in there. Um, Andrew, I'm, I'm super happy, man, here at eight years, you know, and I know that you've shared it's, you know, it's rocky and you're, and you're still sticking with it. I, I really applaud you. I think this, it's wonderful when we, when we know that we want something and we're really aware and humble and open to our own humility, which makes us a human. To say, hey, man, I'm, I'm valleys, right? Ups and downs. But, you know, getting to know you, you know, this is an honor getting to know you. And, and, and such a wonderful thing to hear that you keep trying to find, you know, that space for yourself, those opportunities for yourself. And I'm hoping that 
as your listeners listen in, that gives them empowerment and gives them like, yeah, I'm not alone in this. Let's keep going. Yeah. And that's one of the things that I felt very alone a year ago. And, and as I progressed over the past year and started to heal and, and get, get over this traumatic thing, I still wonder, I still feel alone in this, especially in this big world of dating. Um, all the swipes and all the apps I'm on, there's just a, a plethora of, you know, there's a, there's actually a dating app called Plenty of Fish. And it's funny because it's really this, there's plenty of fish out in that sea. And it's just, over, it's almost overwhelming. And it, 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 that's a topic for another day though. So, um, Great conversation, Dr. Santos. Thank you so much for, um, I, I think you you really reinforced something that I needed to hear again. I need, I, I, whether I'm ready to date or not, or I have a fear of dating, I have to be comfortable with dating myself. And I think I want, I want the audience to hear that as well. If you're struggling in the dating world, whether you're on an app or in the real world, mm -hmm. you, you have to be comfortable with yourself first in all yeah. aspects in all aspects yeah. so and and i and i really like that idea of date yourself there was only one other person who mentioned that and now and now i've heard it twice so it's a real thing so all right dr santos um thank you very much maybe we'll have you on again in in, in six months or so we'll give you an yeah, update to. See. all right so thank you so much for joining me tonight and um where can we find you online? Yeah, online uh, website is uh, Juan B. Santos. Uh, you can find me if you're on social media. Social media, it's uh, DR for Dr. Juan, first name, Santos, last name. Okay, and I will put all of that in the show notes. And are, are you on this Instagram and social media and all that? Yeah, so okay. that, that that was the uh, DR Juan Santos okay. on Instagram, right. TikTok. Um, and if you're looking for a relationship coach, let me know. All right. And I will, I highly recommend Dr. Juan, Dr. Juan Santos. Again, thank you for taking some time out to spend with me and we'll, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. All right, doc. Amazing. Just listening to that four months after I recorded it just shows me how far I've traveled in just those short four months. It has been now uh, well past a year. We're going on 16 months since my breakup and uh, I'm in a much better place than I was during this interview. But I'd like to thank and apologize to Dr. Juan for taking so long to air this episode. But it, it was a great interview, Dr. Juan, and thank you so much. And all of his information are in the show notes, where to contact him and how to become a client of his, if you would like. Uh, I was just on his website and he has an easy application. And I urge you that if you're looking for a dating coach, Dr. Juan is the man. Okay, so... Twin Flames Universe. I'd like to thank the Facebook group called Twin Flames Universe Exposed. And that's run by Jamie. And the other group is called Escaping Twin Flames Discussion Group. 
Escaping the Twin Flames discussion group, and that's run by Sarah. I am a member of both of these groups, and this is where I've launched my investigation into the Twin Flames universe. And I want to thank everybody in that group for supporting me. They have welcomed me. They are behind this uh, investigation that I'm doing. And I have a special interview for you coming up on Tuesday. And then the following week, I have another great interview with somebody who will give us some inside information on the Twin Flames universe. And then there's more to come after that. In the meantime, please stop, take two seconds, and leave me a review if you're on Apple or Spotify. And here comes my pitch. And it will never change if you're in a relationship If you're dating somebody and you're thinking of committing or getting into a serious or even engagement, is this person the right person for you? Just quickly, I listened to a podcast a couple days ago, one of my favorite ones. I'm not going to mention it, but there was discussion about red flags. And I have to say that some of the younger generation don't see the red flags as as serious as they are. Also, I guess it depends on the type of red flag. But I'm I was listening to this podcast and I have to tell you that it was not let's just say the conversation between the two people, they they were dismissing certain red flags. I'm urging you, if you see a red flag, I want you to think about it because the red flags that you ignore in the beginning are the red flags that will end the relationship. And that's exactly what happened to me. So please choose wisely. Until next time, Anonymous Andrew. Ciao.